tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 400, another quality product from Bell Aqua. And you're live on Newsnight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. The Speaker of Parliament, Abang Babuing, has torn into the Supreme Court tonight for striking out the law on granting license to grow cannabis, popularly known as we. Now, the court took the decision because there was no debate in Parliament on it before it was passed. Now, the Speaker called on judges to respect Parliament and learn about his processes before rendering judgments on his work. Mr. Babuing insisted it's improper for the Supreme Court to have struck out Section 43 of the act we are however not reviewing the decision of the supreme court what we are seeking to do is to correct an error and reinstate the right provision and so i am going to refer the bill to the committee on defense and interior for consideration and report to the house since it's just a section the committee could present the report within one week. It's a matter that is dear to my heart personally, and I think the country is losing a lot as a result of this decision. We need to, we need to work expeditiously to rectify the wrong. I hope that the three arms of government will work together and respect each other in cases of doubt. It's important to consult the other arm before giving finality to whatever decision the other arm wants to take. And I don't think that it's proper for the judiciary to, without knowing how we conduct our business here, really go into how we conduct the business and make such important decisions without consulting the House. That is improper. I have made this known to them, and I want this to be known publicly. This is for the benefit of the country. So please, committee, you are given one week to submit your report. Well, Interior Minister Ambrose Derry was also on the floor today, and he described the Supreme Court's ruling as a grievous error. Mr. Speaker, the shared majority decision declared Section 43 of Act 1019 as unconstitutional and null and void. Mr. Speaker, permit me to state that I respect the decision of the Supreme Court, but I do not agree with it. Mr. Speaker, the reason that has been given is that that session had not been debated 
before this house, when this house was passing the Narcotics Control Commission Act 2020 Act 1090. Mr. Speaker, when the Honorable Speaker of this house does state that a matter is for the consideration of this house, it is open for debate and the debate is not only when opposing views are expressed. At the end of it, when there are no contrary views expressed, the speaker then puts the question. So consensus is part of the debate. And therefore, it is wrong for the court to say that it was in violation of Article 106 of the 1992 Constitution. To therefore say that Section 43 is unconstitutional because there was no debate was in my humble opinion, a grievous error, but because we need to be in tandem with the international movement and also that we consider this to be a public health issue and the benefits of medicinal and industrial as well as the economic value, this amendment is necessary to let us put back what has been, in my view, internationally declared unconstitutional. Parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante is with me on the line right now. Kweku, what do we know about this law and the processes surrounding its passage that convinced the Supreme Court to strike it out in the first place? Right, Evan. So mainly the Supreme Court took issue with what it said was a no debate surrounding the passage of that bill. It also said that there was no explanatory memorandum attached to the bill that was placed before Parliament, setting out in detail the policy change, the defects in the existing law, and the necessity to introduce a law to license the cultivation of cannabis. The court held that it was an violation of Article 1062 of the 1992 Constitution. What I recall is that at the time this bill was taken through consideration stage, it was Joseph Osewus, the first deputy speaker, who was presiding. There was actually some comments on both sides of the House, which normally is what we call a debate in Parliament. What did not happen was that there was not a strenuous opposition to the bill. I think there was no member getting on his feet and arguing that maybe Parliament should not go on that route because they had all accepted the rendition that had been provided by government through the Interior Minister and the rationale that had been given for which reason they had to pass that law. The Interior Minister had insisted that they need to be able to give uh, uh, some entities license to cultivate cannabis who does not have more than 0.3 tetrahydrocannabis content for industrial and medicinal purposes. But the court took aim at this and said that there was no debate, although Parliament insists that you cannot say there's no debate because there was no controversial or views in opposition to the bill. So there were comments on both sides at the consideration stage. There was a vote on Section 43, where the Supreme Court struck out and eventually carried, but eventually the Supreme Court held that that part of the law was unconstitutional. And I get a sense that there was popular support for this in, in Parliament, and this is a section, and generally an act that will license uh, companies to grow cannabis, or what we call popularly weed, uh, for medicinal purposes. Am I reading this right, that in, in the House generally there was, there was support for this? Generally, there was, there was such a unanimous support for it. Because, Evans, you would be aware that there is such a, there's such a view among the public that maybe weed smoking is not bad, is, is bad. What the law sought to do was not to legalize cannabis as had been erroneously reported in, in, in some sections. What the law wanted to do was to grant licenses through the interior minister to certain entities to license or to cultivate cannabis which did not have more than 0.3 THC in it. Mm. According to government, this was something that was going to rake in a lot of money and also going to conform to international best practices. And so this is something they wanted to do. Government was able to convince parliament on both sides of the aisle to pass this. So at the time that this passed, there was not a single public opposition to this in parliament. Mm. So this section that the Supreme Court pronounced on, what has happened to it now? So uh, ordinarily, it has been taken out of the law because the court says it was unconstitutional, which will mean it is null and void. What well, government says the Supreme Court has done that, and they are still interested in Section 43. The Supreme Court did not say that the content of Section 43 was unconstitutional. It said that the manner in which it was passed, first, that it was no debate, and that secondly, that it did not, it did not have explanatory memorandum. Government says, while they disagree with government on that, they are trying to remedy that 
and they put that before Parliament today. And the expectation is that by the time Parliament rises for break, they would have incorporated a section 43, which was ordinarily struck out back into the law. The Interior Minister says it's of great importance for the country to do this. It is also important at this juncture to say that this bill does not seek to legalize recreational use of cannabis. No, it seeks to allow the minister to issue a special license for cannabis that is produced to a certain specification, which is 0.3% THC. And Mr. President, Mr. Mr. Speaker, where you and I come from, there's a popular vegetable called bir. Bir has a higher THC than 0.3%. Yet, it's not toxic and does not set anybody acting in any ways that are unreasonable. Mr. Speaker, what we have, therefore, is that we are moving in tandem with a modern approach to the production of this cannabis to the specific specification for industrial and medicinal use. And that is a matter that actually has been adopted by a number of African countries, including South Africa, Lesotho, Uganda, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Rwanda, and recently Zambia. We also have that it's a trend that gives economic benefits to the countries. And we have the trend now that a billion dollars is out there. And countries like the United States, Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica, Argentina, and Peru have all identified and are going along to make sure they achieve what is useful. Mr. Speaker, at the appropriate time, for now is to say that we want this amendment, and the amendment is going to introduce the Section 43 exactly the way it was. Let's bring in a member on the Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee in Parliament. He's a member of Parliament for South Dai, Roxing Nelson. Roxing, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you very much and uh, good evening to your listeners. So the Speaker of Parliament um, had a, a curious position on this on the floor today, that uh, when the Supreme Court or the judiciary is pronouncing on matters bothering on the legislature, uh, on the on on the on your uh, arena when it comes to the passage of laws, they should first consult um, Parliament on that. How is that even realistic? Now, thank you very much. Um, I want to answer your question by stating that a careful reading of the judgment of the court. Uh, the court, yes, the court has the inherent power to interrogate matters that come before it, before entering judgment. And so even if lawyers on either side of the divide fail to address the court on such critical matters as to facts and evidence, the court could go out of its own way to further conduct investigations before making pronouncements. But I don't blame the court too much because, you see, it is not for fanciful reasons that the court will ask lawyers to address the court when matters or arguments are done, evidence are led and uh, recanted. It is for reasons such as this. The Attorney General did a shoddy work in this matter because the Attorney General failed to demonstrate a certain level of understanding of the, 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 the legislative process. It demonstrated a certain level of illiteracy of the legislative process. Because you see, like the, the, the learned interior minister said, when the speaker says the, the, the amendment is moved and is seconded and it is for the consideration of the house, it is part of our deliberative process. Yeah, but how do you blame the Attorney General for, for that? I blame the Attorney General because the Attorney General was the entity sued. So if you are sued in such a matter, if, an, if, if a plaintiff sues you in such a matter, your office ought to conduct a due diligence in respect of this matter before you answer in court. He failed to do that. Look, 
And you're, you're certain of this, that he didn't come back to Parliament to understand before exactly. the... Exactly. Because I procured a copy of the bill, and at page one of the bill, portions of the, of the, of the, of the position taken by the court are reproduced. And, and I read, that's paragraph three of, of the bill, the memorandum of the bill, and I read, and it says, from the evidence submitted to the by the plaintiff herein, there was no debate of this crucial amendment. The defendant does not even assert that there was a debate over the amendment, which was introduced at about 5:50 p.m. and short of presidential assent, had become law by 6:02 p.m. Ironically. The respondent contends that every provision of the bill was debated. However, when the plaintiff positively assessed that clause 43 of the bill was not debated in any, in any shape or form, the respondent, in this case, which is Attorney General, conveniently failed to contradict such a direct, specific, and material allegation. There was also no report which was put to Parliament specifically on what the effects of such a critical change in the law regarding the cultivation of cannabis will be. So it was the duty of the Attorney General to recount this piece of evidence with evidence from the hands of the day. It wasn't done. So for me, the, the procedure being adopted by the, the, the Minister for the Interior is legitimate. Okay. Except that I want to disagree with the form. I mean, I, 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 just, just a, a minute away from, from the processes. Let's quickly, a quick thoughts from you on the, on the substance of this. I wonder, are you one of the MPs in support of this piece of legislation? I didn't. I didn't hear. I mean, that. are you one of the MPs in support of this piece of legislation? Yes, yes, yes. I, I took. It, it, are you not surprised that a bill that has been laid in just about three hours ago? I have a copy. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm I, 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 I have so much. In, I was in the house today. We were in court supporting our colleagues. And, 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 and address and address the concern that many people have raised with this: that you you are opening a door of no return, and this is going to be a Pandora's box that could. Once you give license, you give license to people to cultivate, uh, you say for medicinal purposes and of a certain grade, that is opening the door for abuse of that particular legislation, especially in the country where we, we have very you know poor, weak monitoring uh, and enforcement mechanisms. Evans, you, you, sometimes you, you ask your question in a narrative way. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. 
Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. There's no confusing. What, what Parliament seeks to do is to license persons who cultivate a special form of cannabis for purposes of medicinal and industrial purposes. And you can guarantee it, to it, not be abused. We can because structures will be put in strict street legal regimes will be put in place to ensure that if you breach that that is your problem you face the consequences okay uh, roxy nelson definitely thank you very much for your time i, I want to hear from you on this matter zero five five one 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 nine nine seven let's stay with issues surrounding health since we're talking about cannabis and medicinal purposes there's alarm in the ashanti region tonight among health professionals following the mass exodus of health uh, uh professionals there especially nurses the health professionals are leaving in their numbers for greener pastures abroad the ghana health service estimates that at least 10 nurses leave the service daily and over 300 in the first quarter of this year alone. My colleague, Ohim Interia, looks into the uh, issue of brain drain and how it's affecting healthcare delivery, particularly in the Ashanti region. Experienced nurses are living in drones with the expectation of better working conditions, flexible work schedules, and better pay in the foreign countries. The exodus of nurses is depleting critical units of some health facilities in the Ashanti region where 304 nurses have left for abroad in the first quarter of 2023 alone. Regional Director of Health Services, Dr. Emmanuel Kojotinkran, laments the situation. Now it's close to about 10 a day because as of the first quarter, we've lost over 304 nurses uh, who has requested for leave without pay for various reasons. Meanwhile, the, most of the reasons is that they want to travel out the, outside the country. Those who are going are, let me say, the best that uh, we have. Because these are the people that we've trained for years. They've acquired the knowledge, the skills, and then the right attitude to manage cases. Most of the nurses are now vacating their post under the guise of going on leave. The situation has left some facilities with few staff to man critical units such as maternity, mental health, surgical wars and theaters. One of such facilities is the Kumasi South Hospital, where the exodus of critical health professionals is a daily phenomenon. Dr. Nana Kwesi Blankson is the acting medical director. On daily basis, we have nurses leaving our facilities. You meet certain nurses, and by the next day... ...at the surgical ward have left their post this year alone. Acting nurse manager Victoria Safua Osei is overwhelmed. It makes the work difficult. We had wanted to have another unit, but because we don't have enough staff, we can't do that. You overload yourself, and then at the long run, you will see that you won't be productive. Are there instances where you'll be there and you see complain that we are short of uh, team members as, let's say, unit A? Oh, yes, yes. Because of the exodus of Yes, yes. The male surgical ward like this, we are having about 20 nurses there. Currently, we have only eight nurses. So, look at the gap. It's not easy. There are concerns quality care could be compromised. As the few available hands are overburdened, the Ghana Health Service appears to be helpless in finding an antidote to the brain drain. Deputy Director General Dr. Anthony Ofosu Adolfo says there's little the service can do to stop staff who are motivated by money to travel abroad. What is pulling them, and that is the pounds and dollars, which we cannot match. So the pool factor is huge. Yes, and I mean, so if countries have gaps and they have more money than us, they will attract more than we can attract, like the UK, US now, after the COVID, they, are, they have huge gaps in. And Ohim Interia brought us that report. I want to bring in right now the Nessus and Midwifery Association. I can speak to the Ghana Registered Nessus and Midwifery Association. Dr. Tinkran Chum is the General Secretary there and joins us on the telephone line right now. Thank you for your time here on Newsnight. I mean, this is a story we've been telling. Now you're hearing from the health officials themselves, giving us the numbers and how it's now affecting 
you know, healthcare delivery in the Ashanti region. Uh, I, I wonder, is there a solution in the offing um, to try and stem this flow? All right, uh, Ivan, good evening. Uh, good evening to your listeners. Uh, certainly, we need to find a quick solution to this uh, problem. And it's not as though we didn't sound the alarms bell. If you remember, I've had a series of uh, conversations with you, and I recounted uh, the possible exodus that was staring in our face as far back as 2020. So, um, yes, that we all know that we cannot match the kind of salaries that are being paid out there. And it's not as though the nurses in Ghana wants to be paid like their colleagues in Britain. We all know that the economic of scale and, I mean, our economies are not the same and the rest of it. But it's simply because the condition of service in Ghana is up. It's it, it, nothing to write home about. I mean, you, you'd be surprised that nurses, majority of them, don't have any single allowance. The major problem is that, you see, the gains that we made during the implementation of the single spine have been settled away because of an unfriendly policy decision by the LTY government. Look, in 2012, when the single spine was implemented, there was a component of the allowance structure known as market premium. In 20, uh, 2013, it was frozen. It wasn't removed, but it was frozen. So before then, any time that salaries went up, that also inched up a bit. And that could help check inflation and increase the petition power of nurses and midwives and, for that matter, all health workers. Because of that, all the gains that we made, I mean, got eroded. All right? And there are other things as well, not only salaries. Okay? There's nothing like accommodation for nurses, not even the senior most nurse in this country, has housing allowance. Okay, so if, for instance, you post nurses, and I know, for instance, if I'm renting a house in Accra and I'm paying this is thousand Ghana cities or thousand five hundred Ghana cities a month, I don't think government can pay that much. But if government says, oh, let me give you maybe sixty percent or seventy percent of that accommodation allowance, it will mitigate the the, the, the challenges that we are having. So this and is so I this, remember. So this is as far back so this as, is down to money. Not only money, I've told you that other things as well. All right? So, uh, 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 for instance, we had something we call car waiver. All right? In, in 2000, 2001, up to about 2006, when the exodus also reared its ugly head, President Kufour called us to the castle. We sat down, and then we had to come out with certain policy decisions, including the car waiver. The yeah. car Except that we are in different <laughs> economic times and the state cannot afford to do that now. I mean, why, why, why can't it be done? I mean, how much is car waiver? You understand? So it's so expensive to buy the cars that are being assembled in Ghana. So if there is a waiver for halfway, and, and it's not like every year you get a car waiver. It's once in five years. So why can't that be done? For an ordinary nurse or ordinary midwife. So these are some of the challenges. And, and my brother, if nothing is done about it, and of course, nobody should even contemplate of stopping anybody from traveling. I have kept saying that the nurses and the midwives have every right to make life better for themselves everywhere. And they are, I mean, the uh, copious legislation of ILO that we have rectified as a country, and nobody can stop them from traveling. What we need to do is to improve the service conditions of nurses and midwives. Not everybody wants to travel outside this country. I have been here for the past but, 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 years. If, but if nothing's done about this, maybe the imposition of some form of a bond or a ban, um, we're going to have a situation in this country where we'll run out of health professionals. So it is not about banning. That is the laziest approach. It's about improving the service conditions of nurses and midwives. I'm telling you that it's not everybody who wants to leave. A little cushioning will be enough for them to stay. That's what I want to say. Okay. Um, thank you very much. Uh, that's the General Secretary of the Ghana Registered Nurses and uh, Midwifery Association, Dr. Tinkran Chum, there. He's still live here on News Night. He's on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, the National uh, Food Buffer Stock Company has called an emergency meeting tonight in the desperate bid to resolve the crisis over 270 million CD debt owed members of the National Food Suppliers Association. The food suppliers will spend a third night at the premises of the buffer stock company this evening, piling pressure on government to pay what they are owed. The buffer stock company has in the last hour issued a statement. Details of that.
that shortly. But first, my colleague James Abaji spent the night with them on Wednesday and has come through with his report. And you can see hanging on the nim tree here is a mosquito net of one of them fully prepared uh, as they have come. We are told that they are drawn from different parts of the country, from the northern belt, from the southern, as well as the middle belt, all prepared to spend the night here. What we see at this end of the compound is actually a gas cooker with uh, 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 other things here. You see a gallon, I'm pretty sure, containing water with uh, rubber and plate bowls as well, uh, indicating their preparedness to stay here as long as it will take government to pay them their money. You could clearly see a sponge and a towel uh, in the rubber there, the bag, I'm sure, containing their belongings as well. You can see uh, the rest of them, uh, some of them fast asleep on their bed with their bags at their foot, laying on the hard concrete here. This is one of the people pitching camp here. Let's get to know him and get to know his personal story. Uh, on why he's here. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Alaji Zakaria. Which, which I'm told you are coming from different parts of the country. Which part of the country are you coming from? Yes, I'm coming from B. The Brongahafu region? Yes. Okay. You, for you in particular, how much does government owe you? I know the total amount is 270 million CDs thereabout. How much does government owe you? Yes. Slightly around nine hundred thousand. About nine hundred thousand. Mm, so the old car is nine billion, right? Yes. Okay. Between January last year and now, what has the communication been? Nothing. You call, they say there's no money. There's no. There's, the government has not been giving them money. So sometimes you call, no response. Well, the Buffer Stock Company, they have a statement out uh, tonight. Uh, my colleague, uh, James Savage, who's been uh, following this story, uh, joins us uh, with details of this particular statement. What is it that the Buffer Stock Company is saying? All right, Ivan, so it's just a, a three-point bullet that they put there uh, first. They said that they acknowledge the fact that they are indebted to uh, this cherished supplies. The company is saying that uh, they are sympathizing with the unfortunate situation they find themselves in, which has compelled them to picket at uh, their head office uh, for the past few days. The company is equally concerned about the plight and appreciate their patience. It continues that... An emergency board meeting has been scheduled on the situation and the outcome, including a possible roadmap for resolution, will be shared thereafter. It ends that the board and management of uh, NAFCO is committed to working with all stakeholders, including the Ministry of the Ministries of Education and uh, Finance, for the prompt resolution of the issue. So, essentially, that's what they are saying uh, in that statement. Okay, and we'll get uh, some reaction from the uh, suppliers who've been pitching camp and sleeping at the Buffaster company uh, pretty shortly. And uh, you can also uh, get the full details on myjoyonline.com. And George Yafe is here with business. When we return on the Ghana Portals exhibition, we take you to the Tema Community 22, where residency driving within the boundaries of the community has become a real pain. And then we'll also hear from the IGP. Uh, he's been interacting with school children today and also on the on the campaign to win hearts and minds. We'll tell you how it's going. Mm -hmm. George, what do you have in the headlines? I've seen some interesting pictures. Uh, um, the IGP course, engaged yes. in school children. When he was kneeling, actually, and you know, when growing up, when you when you offend your your parents, the first thing you say is that you take it to the police station. So you grew up actually fearing the police, and then of course the the child that fears the police grows up to be an adult who still fears the police. And so the IGP believes let's start there, let's build a sort of relationship with the children when they grow. They will see us as friends, community policing, right? Absolutely. Tell you the details.
details of that one return. George, tell me what you have in the headlines. Well, events coming up in business. Government expected to pay back World Bank guarantee extended to the euro bondholders after the country uh, failed to meet its financial obligations. And our Greek workers want government to do more to move crop production from being rate fed to help sustain the sector's good. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Run. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Business no a bit news to say. So the projections from the first quarter show a higher total gross profit for the fiscal year. A bit me a casa saying. Nana, who's not land you? He did a port ID. A bit me a say. Here are your items. Thank you for coming. A bit me a casa saying. Yes, two for ten city. Me no ten city. Two for ten Wherever you do business, wherever you do business, MTN Business has a solution for you. Join us on 14th July at the Kumasi Mall and 28th July at the Rollins Park in Accra Central. To learn how to do more and stay ahead of the park, visit mtn.com.gh slash business or call or WhatsApp 0244-308111 for inquiries. It's time to scale up this July with MTN. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHS, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double-layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, 
choose syntax tank syntax tank stress-free syntax tank reliable syntax tank maximum guarantee call 0244-335-168 kumasi 0505-555-666 or visit syntaxdh.com syntax tank a year strong a year tough you welcome back to business on news night now world bank has indicated that ghana or government will have to pay back with interest the recent guarantee it extended to the holders of the 2030 year bond the world bank in april this year was forced to step in and pay bondholders some 372 million dollars as coupon payment on these 2030 year bonds now this was after government failed to honor obligations those who were holding these papers pierre laporte is world bank country director will honor its commitment and pay off the guarantee, which we've already done. Look, as, the, as the coupons will come, we will pay. We've already, in writing, the board has approved for us to fully pay the, the uh, it's $400 million guarantee out of a $1 billion bond. And then Ghana will have to pay back over time, and we've offered some terms that we feel are reasonable for both sides for Ghana to repay. Other than that, I, I cannot say that uh, World Bank borrowing is, uh, has got Ghana anywhere. That yeah. On the guarantee, as a one-off, you know, out of your $7 billion debt, we guaranteed uh, a, a fairly small amount. So we recognize our shortcomings and we've learned lessons. And it's got us internally to rethink the guarantee as an instrument and how and in what context we do it. Because guarantees remain an important instrument. I mean, there are also partial risk guarantees that CIFC works a lot with and private sector. We cannot just because Ghana fell into some issues with that that you know we, we just uh, will do our it's, it's it's one of the instruments in the world bank portfolio and we will learn lessons and look at how we better bring this kind of help to countries but in the broader scheme of things it's the country's debt management strategy that has to be right i mean Pierre Laporte is the World Bank country director. Now, the Bank of Ghana has expressed optimism that its four-year agreement to the International Finance Corporation to train and build the capacity of financial sector players will go a long way to complement efforts of the regulator in ensuring resilience and sound financial sector. The program will help the country's banks implement Ghana's sustainable banking principles and incorporate them across all the sectors. Head of Banking Supervision the Bank of Ghana Sergeacy tells Joy Business this partnership will enhance financial stability in the country. ESG and the sustainable banking principles in there and this is going to have a cascading effect on the how ESG issues are handled across the industry. So it's going to be a win-win approach in the sense that the regulator is going to benefit and the spillover effect on the institutions that we supervise to the extent that we'll be able to give guidance to these institutions so that they also improve upon whatever ESG framework they have in place. And at the end of the day, what it means is that our uh, financial stability mandate will be achieved. Head of Banking Supervision at the Bank of Ghana said yes, the donor for training program is the Swiss Economic Corporation and the development of Ghana instead of committing $1.5 million to ensure financial sector players are trained on environmental social governance principles. Now, Greek workers want government to implement programs and projects that would help crop production move from being refed. It's coming after the agric sector for the third year and recorded a significant growth after the services sector. Now, General Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union, Edward Carraway, noted that a lot more needs to be done to ensure that the sector's fortunes doesn't depend that much on rainfall. Sometimes we have heavy rains that wash away crops and livestock, but 
if the rains are moderate and they do not cause that type of havoc and then they are also uh, consistent and then particularly for the northern part of the country if the rains uh, continue to be available until the end of october certainly uh, we'll have a good yield so the outlook could be good in that but it is very difficult to predict because the agricultural production in this country is largely uh, rain fed and uh, the guess of anybody could be as good as mine since we don't control the factors that promote agricultural production in the country general secretary of the general agricultural workers union edward carway now, petroleum exploration firms say they would continue to engage government with the recent taxes placed on the sector despite they have an stability agreement with the state. Government recently secured parliament's approval to tax the profits of these firms even before they actually post the final profits. Now, some of these firms have raised concerns about these taxes and how it will affect production in the country. Let's hear from David Ampofo, his chief executive of the Ghana Chamber of the Petroleum exporters and exploration firms. We sort of set out to serve the very clear understanding of what the position is and find out as you go on that it is shifting. And I, and I, I say that, you know, very cautiously. And I, I, it's extremely important that that is not the case. So we, we, we have to. We really don't have a choice. And, uh, and we have, we, the Ministry of Finance, for example, is, is a big stakeholder that we, as an industry, will be engaging after all, you know, the, the tax authority really is an implementing agency. And so, but it is the policy makers that really need to, we need to engage so that these things, you know, can be put into a better perspective. David Ampoff is the chief executive of the Ghana Upstream Petroleum Chamber and events tonight. It's about businesses and the country's regulations and the legal framework as we engage Professor Enes Kofiaboji. He is the dean of the UPSC Law School. I said, how do we ensure that our laws actually encourage the growth of businesses rather than affecting the expansion? And how do you ensure that you don't fall for these laws as a business person operating? Those very important factors <laughs> when you're assessing the ease of doing business. Yeah. Your, and the, your regulatory framework for business. So and the cost of doing business in the country is at 9 p.m. on Join News and all our social media platform on PM Express Business Edition. Thank you very much, George. Now, some residents of Tema Community 22 are upset about the deteriorating state of their roads. Though maintenance of roads has caused potholes to deepen uh, into manholes, the asphalt has completely washed off, exposing the bare brown earth. In today's edition of Ghana's Potholes Exhibition, residents are calling on the government to pay more attention to them now and not wait for later. Jojo Kobana and Kingsley O2 have more in the following report. Driving through Tema Community 22 requires great skill and resilience. It is a stall staying in your lane is prohibited in this community. Drivers would have to constantly veer off your lanes to minimize the impact of slumping into potholes and sometimes get used to slumping and bumping into what looks like craters. The rains have worsened the quality of the road. Motorists barely drive 30 meters on asphalt road and they are back to what they dread. But it hasn't always been like this. The community once enjoyed good roads. But when the road started deteriorating, authorities just looked on. Drivers get angry when their vehicles constantly squeal after jouncing into potholes. We say we have MPs. We have, what are they doing? Nothing. They don't do anything, I'm telling you. They don't do anything at all. Just imagine if you have a car on this road. How will you feel? If I go to shop, I buy shocks about 1,000 to 1,300. But it's like within, within a month, you have to go to the shop. Within a month, you have to go to the shop. Which is very bad. A large billboard along the road directs cars to the DVLA premises for renewal of roadworthy certifications. Daniel Asari, president of the Tema Community 22 Residents Association, 
is not amused by this irony. That is the irony. <laughs> to drive through a road which is not roadworthy, to go and do your roadworthy, and then you come out back onto a road which is not roadworthy after you've done your car. It's, it's just frustrating. Especially when you just have to do a short run within the community. Not that you're even going far. It takes so much time. You have to be extra careful. At least those of us with four wheel, we manage, but it's bad. It's bad. The car will be jumping. It's very uncomfortable. The residents of this community say they cannot endure anymore and want swift government intervention. And Jojo Kobana and Kingsley O2 filed that report. Find it on uh, many social media platforms. Also on myjoyonline.com. Ms. Bowie's here with sports. Yeah, events. Well, it's the Black Queens. They now finally know the team they'll be facing in the run-up to the African Cup for the Nations for the women's side uh, come next year. And they'll first be facing Rwanda and they'll have to travel away to the East African nation for that qualifier. And uh, afterwards, the winner of that game between the Black Queens and Rwanda will face the winner between Namibia and Gambia. Now, let's talk about Chelsea's Aspliqueta because he has now finally left the club after some 11 years there and he's moving to Atletico Madrid. And um, just before his departure in the video posted on social media, he had some very, very tearful words for Chelsea fans expressing gratitude and also expressing some hope that the team will bounce back. For me, it's very important um to go in, in, in good terms, uh, you know, with the club, with the new ownership, and I'm, I'm grateful for them for, you know, for having uh, honest conversation and, you know, for showing me the respect. Uh, Chelsea is my home, uh, is, you know, I will always be, and I'm hopefully I can come back uh, in a different role. The personality, the soul of, of the club, uh, all together pushing in the same direction. I know that um, Chelsea will be back, um, where uh, it should be. Mm. Yeah, so as we there, uh, expressing some hope that Chelsea will be back where it ought to be. And uh, just a little bit of more transfer news. Granit Xhaka has finally left Arsenal to join German side by Leverkusen in a 25 million euro deal. Uh, the midfielder signed a five-year deal with the Bundesliga club. And, um, well, this might interest you, uh, Evans. Of course, you know, they talk about racism and all of that. Well, the Rio de Janeiro government has named an anti-racism law in honor of Real Madrid forward Vinicius Jr. The law has granted permission to end sporting events in case of a racist conduct. Local media said the law was inspired by Vinicius' response to being racially abused during a game at Valencia in May, which was stopped as the player pointed out those responsible. The law includes protocol on how to process complaints of racism and mandatory educational campaigns. That's it for sports events brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal and Chaco Pepsodent. Every smile matters. Finally, some action on the issue of racism yeah. in European football. Thank you very much, Ms. Ba. I want to take you now to the Pidjasi Hills in the eastern region where residents are tonight united in their demand for structural integrity tests on buildings sited on the Pidjasi Mountains following falling rocks that blocked portions of the road Wednesday morning. It was the regional minister who first uh, made the call and had assured that this will happen, but the residents say they want it now. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I want them to come. He should try his best to let them come. So come and see what he said they should come and see. Like to investigate about the buildings, how strong they are. Like he should encourage them. He should be on them to come so that they will come and do their work well so that we will be safe here. They must be in a hurry to attend to the situation because the situation over there is very dangerous. But then the thing is, who even allow people even to first develop the mountain top? Because in the time it rains, there's erosion. So I think the experts, they have to come in what they think best. If only what he's saying is serious, then he has to get up and work on it very fast. Because since morning, we haven't seen any engineer around this place. So they should work on it very fast. Well, my colleague Carlos has been in that community all day, joins us on the telephone line right now. Carlos, we are now learning that the uh, debris that blocked the road yesterday actually 
uh, isn't from Rockford. It's actually from a development uh, on top of that mountain, a hotel uh, that had its wall fall over. Uh, what, what, you've been talking to the management of that facility. What are they doing to fix it after the minister gave the directive yesterday? So, following the directive given by the minister this morning, when we got there, we saw some uh, contractors or masons uh, trying to re-erect the broken wall, uh, which spanned about uh, some 40 meters. So, we also found out about uh, six workers who were on site. And according to the manager of the facility, it, it, as a result of the directive given by the Eastern um, Regional Minister. So we can take a listen to him. Since the minister gave the orders yesterday, you know, we have brought our men around. We are trying to construct a blockway here so that when the water comes, it will just go direct down, down the drain over there. Because if you are bringing in structural engineers, they are professionals. Yeah. So when they come in and assess the situation, they feel that there's something more that we have to do, then we we'll take that advice. If you talk about demolition, but if it will be in the general interest of the society, well, if you give us the, the, the needed compensation, well, I wouldn't say this structure is a reason because you now the water flows from the top there. Yeah. And then there's a drain. It passes through the drain, it seeps, and then it goes down. So the water affects everybody here. It is not our facility that, that affects what happened over there. So you can assess those ones which are weak and then you can pull it down. Provided you give adequate compensation for the owners, yeah. And Carlos, very quickly, what's the state of the road itself now? So I can say that the debris has been cleared, but the drains there remain heavily silted, actually impeding free flow of water from uphill. So as we speak, water is flowing onto the road because of the silt in the drains. Thank you very much, Carlos, for spending some time there uh, in that community in the eastern region. So live, your news night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, the Inspector General of Police, Dr. Georgia Kufu Dampari, is on the charm offensive to win hearts and minds, to build proper community uh, relations and, and harmonious existence between the police and the community today. Uh, on his interaction tour of the Greater Crow region uh, today, the IGP bumped into three school children who fled when they saw him and his team he walked with them to school whilst encouraging them to make the police their friend Marcelo Agba was there for us and filed this report it's morning here at Amasaman school children are on their way to school the three of them in the community will meet an unexpected visitor the inspector general of police as a natural reaction by many children when they see the police, they start to run away. The IGP doctor, Jojikufu Dampari, got down from his car and decided to walk with the three school children to school. It was a long walk together with other top police officers. He first went to the homes of the pupils to introduce himself to their parents. The police is your... The police is your... So we are here. That encounter culminated in an unplanned sensitization at the Sapeman MA2 Basic School, where the Inspector General of Police, Dr. Jojikufu Dampari, urged the students to see the police as their friend. I'm trying to recover from the shock that I had after meeting the little ones who saw people who supposed to protect them and they started running. But I know one thing that is a good thing that we witnessed and we picked a relevant lesson and we are going to double our steps in trying to build partnership and engage the community for us to be able to win your hearts and minds to win the hearts and minds of your other siblings, the hearts and minds of your parents, the hearts and minds of your uncles, and more importantly, the hearts and minds of your little siblings whom we just dispatched. So that's the assurance I want to give you. We are there because of you. We have witnessed something dramatic today. We are going to recalibrate and get to the point that we'll be in a position to satisfy you. Long as we are public servants, the masters are the people in the community that we serve. Today, I'm telling you, you are our masters. Please is your friend is a popular mantra used by officers of the law. The pupils, who are all less than 10 years old, say they are excited about the encounter with the IGP and they now see the police as a friend. Sarah Jane. Why were you running when you saw the police? I'm afraid of the police. 
Yeah. So from now, would you still be afraid of the police? No. Why, why wouldn't you be afraid of the police again? Because the police is my friends. Now um, I, I can feel that the police are our friends, so I won't run when I saw them. Earlier, the IGP visited the Amasaman police station where he interacted with personnel there and also engaged with residents. He asked the residents to always count on the police. The IGP is visiting police stations in Accra to assess the quality of service the public receives when they visit police stations for help. Well, Maxwell Ababa filed that report. And that's how we end News Night tonight. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, you want to stay uh, here on News, uh, on, on Joy 99.7 FM, because uh, up next is Suleiman Adamu Sanid, who is a member of parliament for the Afar North, uh, North, and he is talking to Lexus Bill on personality profile.